0: With an awesome network and great savings, there's never
1: been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You say it all the time, but I can't believe the Mets fast up on Real Muto. He's such a idiots. pleasure to watch, man. Oh, it's so, I- idiots. It drives me up a wall, Taco Frank, and thank you for the call. Appreciate you checking in. Enjoy the World Series. Oh, then that one drives me nuts because they did it twice. They should have traded for him when the Phillies traded for him. That's the first time. And then again when he was a free agent. That's on Alderson. Because Steve Cohen was here. There should have been no excuse. They could have went out there. And I would rather them have gotten Real Muto and Springer than I would Lindor. Matter of fact, I think that's probably who I was campaigning for at the time. I forget. But I was definitely beating that Springer drum. Yeah, right. So I wanted both those guys because I knew it wasn't realistic to get like, you know, Arenado or Lindor and Springer and Real Muto, but those were the two guys that I wanted. So, all right, you get Lindor, fine, but and and that's kind of why I was okay with McCann at the time because I was like, okay, well, their big move was Lindor, even though it wouldn't be the move that I would make. Still, you could get McCann and take care of catching and then go get Springer. So, not only did they not get Real Muto, they didn't get Springer either. Well, if I knew that was going to be the case, I would have said, just get McCann, there. just get to Real Muto then. Forget McCann. But they didn't want to wait for the market on Real Muto. So, I mean, think about the difference. That move cost the Mets potentially a World Series. That one move alone. You add JT Real Muto to the Mets, that's the bat. I mean, that is the bat that they're missing. It's infuriating. All the money that they spend, they couldn't go the extra mile to get Real Muto between the difference in him and McCann, which is worthless. If you ask Steve Cohen now, if he would go back and know the difference in the money, which one would he rather have? Yeah, I think I'd rather have Real Muto and spend the extra whatever it is and actually get productivity out of it. That and Kyle Schwarber. Not that you needed everything, but if the Mets knew the production that they would get from Kyle Schwarber and what they, you know, combine that with the production that they got from J.D. Davis and Dom Smith, they would have spent the money on Schwarber. Those two mistakes that they made that cost them dearly. And I knew it at the time with Real Muto. I didn't make as big of a deal with Schwarber. It would have been nice, but it felt like, eh. I thought the Mets would be okay at DH. Maybe it was a little bit overkill for all the spending that they did. Well, it turns out that was wrong. They needed that bat. But had they gotten Real Muto in the first place, which they should have done. You know what this is the equivalent of? It just hit me now. This is the same exact thing. Jason Bay and Matt Holiday. It's the same thing. They went the cheaper. Is it route or route, Fleeks? Route? Route? Either. Okay. Well, whatever. We'll go route here. They went the cheaper route yet again. Different owner, same thing. Cheaper route with Jason Bay. Oh, we like the way he pulls the ball at Citi Field in this ballpark in these dimensions. Instead of going all in and getting the better player in Matt Holiday, they settled for the cheaper option, and you get what you pay for. They did the same thing years later with Real Muto and McCann. They went with the cheaper option, thought that they were going to get a bargain and similar productivity. They didn't get it. Your official station to talk jets. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. We were saying before about the difference between Real Muto and. James McCann. Now, it's pretty significant, but still, so is the production. Real Muto got five years, $115 million over the total value of the contract. So that's $23 million per year. James McCann got four years for $40 million. So you saw what the Mets were trying to do there. They, say they thought they were going to get a catcher that was going to be similar production, maybe a guy that you're buying low and hoping that the upside could be where Real Muto's was. Except and, and maybe get Real Muto to come down a little bit and figure that, hey, you know what, for our value, basically thirteen million a year, we'll get the better player or, or the better value. And it couldn't be anything further from the truth, as the Mets have basically flushed forty million down the drain. So would you rather spend an extra seventy-five million bucks? And have the significantly better player. I mean, the Phillies did, and look what they
2: are. They're in the World Series.
1: Is that right, Fleece? The It's well, so also it?
2: only, what, what do we Four say years uh, 40, 115 and 45. Right, it's so 75. 115. And then it ends up being about 13 million a year average. Because right? I think we said it was Muriel Muto is 23, right. and McCann is 10. Right. You want and, to make this even be sicker? When you Google JT Rialmuto contract, So the first thing that comes up is the Spot Track article. They're great. They track all these contracts. Then they have, like, the people also ask. The first story after that, seriously, if you just Google J.T. Riamuto contract, the headline is it's from May 31st of this year. So this is right around the time, maybe right after the Phillies Uh fired Girardi, J.T. Riamuto isn't earning what the Phillies are paying him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That changed.
1: Yeah. In a hurry. Right, and now look, we would have been ripping him in this town if he wasn't getting the job done, but Real Muto's been a stud. And he's been a stud. There's no question about it. And we knew at the time, I mean, he was a stud with the Marlins. When a guy like that becomes available, the Mets needed a catcher in the worst way. Go get him. By the way, the Yankees should have gotten involved in that as well. They didn't have a catcher either. Maybe if Brian
2: Cashman didn't uh, have an obsession with Gary Sanchez, maybe they could have gotten involved in that. Where were they on this? Is that move enough for you to denounce Sandy Ollerson? Because I know I wanted Riamuto, too, and I I was a dope. I believed that story that had been out there, which I guess was planted maybe by the Mets to make themselves seem a little bit better, that Riamuto has said if if Philly, you know, he likes Philly, if they offer him a deal, he's going to stay there, which, all right, makes sense. He got traded there. He's been there, wants to stay. He likes the clubhouse. Fine, whatever. Not much they can do. Turns out that's not really the case that, yeah, he did like it there, but if the Mets ponied up the money and offered him the right offer, he would have been a Met in December or January of last year when James McCann signed. That was like the one time I gave Sandy Allison the benefit of the doubt. You know how I feel about Sandy? I'm never doing that again. Thankfully, I don't have to because he's gone, but I I, did. I I excused him on that one move, and wow, was I wrong. My
1: thinking at the time with that was – The way that it made it sound was Real Muto's not ready to sign yet. And Sandy and the Mets didn't want to wait. They wanted Because what happens if they wait? McCann gets off the market. Right. And and then then then, if
2: Real Muto stays with Philly, then they have nothing.
1: Right. So so I understood that thinking at the time. However, and remember, this is the first offseason
2: with Cohen literally just taking over. So we were still kind of like, and we were also led to believe that okay, we didn't ju- they, they are you know from the Mets perspective, we didn't just give Real Muto all this money as soon as they signed McCann. I, you, every Met fan said, okay, there's no chance in the world that George Springer is not a Mets. Well, that's that's my
1: biggest issue is that at the time I thought for sure that okay, if this is where they're going to go here, you're cheaper with the catcher save some money to go big with the outfielder and obviously big with, with Lindor. Now, Lindor was already traded for at that point
2: or no? No, Lindor got traded for in January and then obviously extended right before the season. And we could t- right after that, we kind of knew Steve Cohen was not happy with the way Sandy handled all this because Steve Cohen Trevor got Bauer. more of val- an enforced, right, the Trevor Bauer negotiations with it's a really good thing those blew up in the Mets' face and they didn't get him. And then Steve Cohen was, you know, really leading the charge to sit down with Lindor and get him to agree to an extension. And then less than a year later, Sandy Olerson is not running baseball operations with the Mets. So, yeah, Steve Cohen, I think, like us, looks back on this and says, how did we get this so wrong?
1: Well, right. They had multiple opportunities, and at that time they needed more. I was saying they needed three of the big names, at least two of uh, the three big names that were out there. Springer, Rial Muto was talked about. Nolan Arenado was talked about. Francisco Lindor was talked about, and then they ended up with
2: one of the big names. And you know, had they signed Rial Muto and Springer, part of the reason there was so much pressure on them to sign Lindor to an extension was because he was the big move, and it was time to signal right. that it was a new era of Mets baseball. Right, Lindor. But wouldn't if they, have they had been already here. signed those two big contracts, they probably they maybe still make the trade for Lindor. But there's no pressure on them to sign him because, well, you just gave out $100-plus plus million to Real Muto and probably around 150 plus to Springer, so we know you're committed to spending. Let's see what Lindor does this year. Then if he still struggles, then they could have either moved on after 2021 or they would have still signed him and said, listen, we think he's going to be better in New York in year two, which was correct, but they would I mean, he signed for a 341 at that point. What wouldn't have gotten for? close. Yeah, they wouldn't have gotten close. Uh, a well. half of that? Right. And the other thing is, they, like you said, they could have had their pick of the shortstops
1: where the contracts came way down. Or they could have just signed Real Muto, signed Springer, and kept Rosario and Jimenez.
2: Either all of the alternatives, whether it's keeping those two guys, Rosario and Jimenez, or making the trade, not extending Lindor, and then making the decision after last season to, all right, extend him for you know no more than $200 million. You're probably at that point after the season he had looking... At more like, you know, 7, 170, 180, if that much, or picking one of the other shortstops. It's looking that this is going to be one of those all time what if met whiffs. Now, th- then you say, okay, well, you fast forward to this year, would well, they have gotten then
1: Marte and Scherzer or whatever? It's never the perfect exact. You know, maybe they wouldn't have had uh, enough money to go out there and do all of that. But still, the point is they would have had Real Muto and Springer not only this year, last year. And they would have probably been better off. Last year as well as this year. Because Lindor gave him nothing anyway last year. And look at what Jimenez has turned into. So even if they didn't make that trade, and to your point, if they did make that trade, they could have gotten Lindor cheaper and right, saved that and money overall, anyway.
2: the money's closer. So maybe they don't get Scherzer and all those guys. But maybe you're talking about three out of four. And then overall, when you're adding in, Riamuto and Springer are also there. Changes the entire look of this team. Yeah. And, and me, and like I
1: said, those are the two guys that I wanted. But the one looking back... Once they signed McCann, I was okay with it because I didn't want them to lose out on a catcher and who knew what was really going on with Real Muto, but I was okay with it under the impression that they were going to go get multiple big bats. Even then, I mean, maybe we had too high expectations, but even then it was similar to the trade deadline. Okay, they got Lindor. Great, but like but ne- but what's next? They're not they were nowhere near good enough. And then it took till this offseason for them to go out there and get Scherzer and Marte. And even then we're like, okay, well, you still need one more. And that's been proven. It's proven. You want to get to that level. And I think Cohen knows it now. After two years doing it, he's got to understand that all right, we're not close yet. And that's our own fault for not developing guys or whatever. But that's you know, that's something that hopes to be changed in the future. As of right now, they need to spend to to compensate for that.
2: I think Cohen knew that when he took over the team. Like, listen, this is a bad— Remember, the le- Mets were a last-place team in 2020. He knew the only way to compete early on was to spend a ton of money. And I think last year, twenty after the whole handling of that offseason, the first one we're talking about with Real Mudo, Springer, and Lindor, I think he knew, listen, we need more. But at that point in the off, there was nobody left to get. This offseason, I think they looked—the past one looked at it like, you know, we need a bunch of guys. That's why they got Scherzer, the best right. of the best that was available— Marte, Marte, who at the time was the best, or one of the two or three best, you know, bats Outfielders available. yeah, he was. Right, and then they spread the wealth because they said, well, we really we need so many guys in this lineup, so, you know, would we rather have a Schwarber or a Canna and an Escobar and maybe get somebody else for the bullpen and, you know, kind of just mm. spread that money all around. So they went that route, and I think, like you said, we, they filled up almost the entire lineup except for one position with the DH. They had three internal options nobody could have predicted yeah, that, was that all three of those guys were... Even if like you were like me and said, well, Robinson Cano can't play baseball, nobody could have <laughs> seen coming that Dom Smith and J.D. Davis were going to fall off the face of the earth or something would just happen with J.D. Davis where all of a sudden this guy can't play in New York because he goes to San Francisco and he's the guy he was supposed to be with the Mets.
1: Right, which was just they needed just somebody competent in there to be able to hit the baseball. Uh, look, bottom line is, though, we've seen it now where you try to get cute and lengthen out the lineup and get... Uh, go with quantity over quality, I'm all about the quality. Build a top-heavy team. You'll figure it out with the bottom of that order. Build a team that has some mashers and all-stars in it the way that the Phillies did, and I think you'll be all right the majority of the time.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.